Welcome to Safety Bites, a weekly podcast on all things related to workplace safety, hosted by me, Jason Schaffenbuhl. The thoughts expressed in this podcast are based upon my opinion and general best practices, which may not apply to all listeners. Always consult with a qualified professional before making any changes in your organization. At this time, when many businesses are consumed with the impact of the COVID pandemic, I want to take a few minutes to continue my discussion on what it takes to have a successful safety and health program in your workplace. In my 36th podcast, released on May 19th, I began this series talking about the first two elements of a successful safety program, management leadership and employee involvement. This week, I'll be discussing worksite analysis. Remember, safety has no easy button, so worksite analysis isn't simply performing a safety audit. Worksite analysis is developing a process to systematically identify safety and health hazards, evaluate them, and prioritize and recommend methods to eliminate or control the hazards to an acceptable level of risk. The overarching objective is for management to understand the hazards employees face and implement necessary controls. There are many components to a successful worksite analysis process, which I'll cover. I'll start with pre-use and significant change analysis. I start here because this is one component of worksite analysis I see few employers actually complete. Anytime you are considering a change to your operations, procedures, new equipment, new facility, or change in layout, you need to review the safety and health impact. Consider how employees have to interact with the new equipment. Is it guarded properly? How will raw materials be fed in? Maybe it's not a manufacturing process, but dealing with clients or patients. What potential hazards may be created? How do employees summon help or assistance if they need it? Don't forget about maintenance. Too often maintenance, including preventative maintenance, isn't considered until long after the changes are made. If maintenance had been considered up front, maintenance tasks would be much safer to perform. One example is with rooftop mounted equipment such as ventilation fans, furnaces, or air conditioners. Too often they are mounted too close to the roof edge to permit safe maintenance activities without taking extra safety measures for fall protection. With a little better planning, the equipment could have been moved further from the roof edge or permanent fall protection could have been designed in. The best way to complete a pre-use analysis is to involve the employees who are most impacted by the proposed changes. They can often see problems you may not have anticipated. The next element of worksite analysis is hazard analysis for routine jobs, tasks, and processes. One analysis of this type is a job hazard analysis, but there are others. In this type of analysis, you review the routine job tasks and processes that have either had injuries or near misses, are perceived as high hazard, or the organization feels the task needs additional analysis. During the analysis, you involve the employees who routinely perform the work. The analysis needs to be written down, but standardized forms are available. Break the job into small tasks or steps. For each task or step, identify what could go wrong and what could cause things to go wrong. Then for each of those items, develop control measures to prevent something bad from happening. The control measures may include engineering controls, that's the elimination of the hazard, administrative controls, that's changes to the way the work is performed, or personal protective equipment for when the hazard cannot be eliminated completely and the personal protective equipment is adequate to control the hazard. The written analysis should be used for training staff and by supervisors to ensure work practices are being properly followed. Routine self-inspections or audits are another element of hazard analysis. Yes, now you can do your safety audit. But, as I've discussed before, you cannot audit yourself to safety. In addition to finding problems, you need to correct them or nothing is improving and you'll never get better at safety. There is no easy button for safety. When completing self-inspections, make sure you're covering all aspects of the workplace at some frequency, generally no less than quarterly. 
For areas with greater hazards, you should inspect more frequently. Make sure the inspections are being completed by individuals with knowledge and experience to recognize hazards. Don't blindly rely upon a checklist you've gotten from some website. It's okay if you use them as a starting point, but you need to create checklists that are specific to your organization's work areas and the hazards likely to be present. Remember, you need to ensure someone is responsible for conducting the inspections, recording of the findings, and abatement of the hazards. Having employees tell you about hazards through a hazard reporting system is an additional element of a hazard analysis system. Such a reporting process is more than just a safety suggestion box. No easy buttons here. It's a system through which employees can notify management in writing, email, etc. without fear of reprisal about conditions that appear hazardous. In addition, employees need to receive timely responses regarding their concerns. A hazard analysis process wouldn't be complete without including accident investigations. A thorough accident investigation process, including investigations and near misses, personally, I like to call these near hits. If you're nearly hit, wouldn't that mean you were missed? So does a near miss mean that you were hit? Check out my fourth podcast released on October 15th, 2019 for more information on a successful accident investigation model. Lastly, a successful hazard analysis system includes a routine trend analysis done at least annually. This includes looking at the hazard analysis process, routine self-inspection results, near-miss, accident incident investigations, and reported hazards to understand what is occurring in the workplace to see if there are trends and to determine if the organization is taking steps to eliminate the hazards. This trend analysis is often used for setting safety goals, in other words, objectives to eliminate certain hazards, to further improve workplace safety. I work for one organization that took all of the hazards identified through these systems, logged them into a database, and tracked their status, either in process, completed, or an explanation as to why the issue would not be addressed. Then it allowed employees at any time to review the database through an online system. That way, employees could see what issues were being identified and how the organization was responding to the issues. From my perspective, it really showed that the organization was truly listening to employees and valued their safety through the timely actions they took to correct the hazards in the workplace. If you thought that worksite analysis was simply doing an inspection, then you've heard there is much more to it. As I've said, there is no easy button for safety. Every element of a successful safety program takes effort and commitment, both to implement and to sustain. However, a successful safety program eliminates employee injury, and there is no greater reward than that. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and will join me next week. Until then, please make time each day to create a safer workplace.